Hi everybody, my name is Landon, and this next episode 115 of the Vortex Apology to Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Oh, wait, what's that? Where did that come from? I hear it. I hear it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, three stooges. How about that? Is that the intro to the inauguration that took place? This, I think so. Uh, you know, this past. Oh, I think they're actually happier. Whoa, slow that down. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're. I think they're actually happier than what I saw at the inauguration, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That looked like a funeral. <clears throat> <laughs> I think we were. I go. Is this inauguration? Or are we attending a funeral? Somebody die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw bits, bits and pieces of it. I didn't really watch yeah. the entire thing, but it was uh, interesting, so, to say the least, right, brother? That's right, brother. So, yeah, I played that one, folks, because I have to say, I was wrong. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I, say it again. Say it again. Say I, it again, brother. I only say it once, brother. <laughs> All right. I will push it. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought for sure... I thought for sure they'd never let Biden in there, but that ha- it happened, yeah. you know. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of theories out there, but I'm not going to go into them right now. But did you? Here's here's some interesting facts. Uh huh. Number one. Okay. Biden flew to the inauguration in a private jet. In a private jet. Private jet. Does that does that ring doorbells on you there, brother? Oh, yes, it does. Why was he flying on a military one? Don't usually presidents get that privilege, bro? Uh, presidents... Or become, maybe because he was not yet the president at that point? <laughs> no, because it's, it's, it's every president that has gone to the... Every president-elect that uh-huh. has gone to the inaugura- inauguration has gone on... A Air Force One, basically. They go uh, on Air Force right, One. Right, right, right. That, that picks them up. It's a private jet. Yeah. A um, couple of odd things. There's some odd things. We'll talk about them. And then, <coughs> folks, you can do what you want with them. Take them, research them, do what you want. Um, but there is some odd things. That was, that was one of them. Sure. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, that's odd. People need to research it. Just kind of look into that. But, bro, wow, what about him sitting in his office for the first day of uh, inauguration and uh, the 17 executive orders? Huh? I, huh? Went, I went through those. Is that, if that doesn't tell you of, of things to come, you know, what will? <laughs> yeah, um, well... <laughs> What is the nicest, kindest people as far as a nation goes on earth? That would be the Christians. But I mean, as far as a nation. Oh, goes. as far as a nation, the kindness. It's who's known? What nation is known for having really, really nice and kind people? What nation? Oh, you got me there. Canada, right? Ah, Aren't they known for being really nice people? Yeah. Yeah, okay, now that I kind of <clears throat> go in my head, yes. What does he do the first day in office? <laughs> <laughs> Upsets Canada. Now, yeah. how do you walk in the first day in office, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you make the kindest, nicest people in the world mad at you? Uh, Keystone Pipeline. Yep. Yeah, Canadians made money on that pipeline. 
Canadians worked on that pipeline. Yep. Trudeau's like, wait a minute there, buddy. You just hit my unemployment just went up in Canada. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) A lot of people are going to lose jobs. Yep. Lots of them. I I don't know, brother. I still think Trump's got something up his sleeve, but we'll see. Uh, Well, I think rumor has it that he's going to start his own party. Oh, that's that's happening. He's starting his own party. And I wouldn't be surprised if he starts his own... uh, Social media network. I'm News, sure. you know, it's created its own search engine for the internet. I wouldn't be surprised if you he know, did, anything if, like that is possible. I wouldn't be surprised if he delegated that to one of his kids or or somebody in his organization. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. I, he ain't going nowhere. You know, no, 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 I'm no. sure he's going to be taking a nice long vacation. <laughs> To get away from um, everyday life as a president, especially Not, his presidency, and <laughs> and neither are we going anywhere. <clears throat> no, oh no, no. And for Christians, this is where we stand on the truth. We won't compromise, and we fight. Yes, right. Yes, folks, fight. <clears throat> According to Jude, it's wrestle, right? We yeah. wrestle, and that in that we, time, oh, that you mentioned context, you. they wrestled. Yeah, let me. It was more of a Roman uh, a word used in the uh, Greek there, you know. Right, right. To wrestle, and that that's we were told to wrestle. I mean, if <clears throat> right, and that, and that was in context of uh, men coming into the church and, that is, and infiltrating the church, right? Says, which which uh, we got plenty of that. We have a lot of that. I mean, <laughs> a lot of that. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Now, that, that's something <coughs> interesting because God does ordain all things when yes. it comes to this. There's a reason for this, and God has ordained it. Amen. Ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, mm-hmm. how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. <clears throat> he performed all those miracles, all of the, the, the plagues of Egypt, yep. <clears throat> saved them from the Egyptian army, took them across the Red Sea. And what's the first thing they did after he did that, brother? When he took them out of, out of Egypt? Once they got to the other side. Once they got to the other side, they grumbled. They grumbled. Well, they sang, they sang praises, and then they grumbled. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Context, yeah. They praises, thank you, Lord. But then they started a little grumbling, huh? Yeah, they started grumbling. And, and boy, Moses had a tough time with those people, I tell you. Yes, he did. But <laughs> I got to tell you... Um, Sorry there, folks. Uh, anyway, just, uh, we, we're uh, we're recording on YouTube, and I uh, just put my Bible right in front of the camera there. So anyway, um, so they grumbled, and what's the first thing that uh, we start doing when an election doesn't go our way, or we think we've lost our nation? Basically, on this one, this is not just an election going not going our way. This is we lost America. What's the first thing we do? Uh, would it be grumble? We grumble. We grumble and we moan and we groan. And I just realized when I said we fight and we wrestle and uh, you're sitting right here in front of me on your uh, gi. Yeah. Well, it the seems boys... like you're getting ready to wrestle or fight, bro. The, the, I don't the, know. I mean, you the, get your belt wrapped around your waist. and The grandsons are coming in for karate uh, class. Oh, later, you're prepping so. them up, huh, for the fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the little ones. The little ones are learning how to fight. So, yep. <clears throat> so, anyway. Yeah. So, we grumble, bro. Grumble, grumble, grumble. We grumble. What does God do when all hope is lost? He sustains. So, while they were grumbling, this is a lesson, folks. While they were grumbling, uh, God was already planning. Already, <clears throat> yep. God was already planning, and 
they were grumbling, you brought us into the desert, there's no water, we can, we're all going to die in the desert. Remember that? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Would be, we go back to Egypt, yeah. we had it better back there. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. They just thought they did. So, <clears throat> God says, Moses, go strike the rock. Yeah. He strikes the rock. Water comes out of the rock. Water comes out of a rock, brother. <clears throat> that's something. That's for sure. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They see miracles. Yep. Right? They sure do. Now, we watched in 2016 the most amazing election this nation has ever had. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nobody would have predicted it, right? No. That's Absolutely incredible. I mean, that was a work of God. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we end up in the desert, we start grumbling. Oh, yeah. When we get to our lowest, God does his greatest work. That's right. Remember that, folks. When we get to our lowest, when we hit rock bottom, <coughs> and we have no options left, that's when God does his greatest work. Amen. That's true. And... We can't take credit for it. No, 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 no. So do you think, brother, that this could be the desert before Moses strikes the rock? <clears throat> yes. We can definitely apply that. Yeah. And we, and as Christians, it doesn't mean we just, oh, this is it. <clears throat> I'm giving up. I'm so weak anyways. No, we remain obedient to God. Yeah. We pray without ceasing. We fast. We get into the word even more, right? Right. Because it's, I mean, it's going to be, talking about, well, I can't say really persecution because we're not in China or any of the other you know, nations where Christians are persecuted. Uh, to some degree we are, you know, when it comes to our freedoms. But this means more that we stand for the truth. We just, we had a podcast, you know, a couple podcasts ago. We stand, we don't compromise, and we stand on the truth of God. Yeah, we could, we could you know, have. It's just, that's what we do. We could have said, oh, that's it. We're just done. We're not doing oh, yeah. any podcast after done. last week, just right? Whatever. Oh, we got it wrong. We'll just go home. <laughs> no, not going. for half a second. Look, folks, we do educated guesses here. We're not prophets, okay? But we look at things and we go, eh, these things don't look right. Now, let me, um, I'll get to some things in a moment. But let me just encourage you, folks. Um, this, there, nothing's over. It's never, ever over. I have grandchildren, seven of them, brother, seven grandkids. Ooh. And you think I'm just going to throw my hands up and moan <laughs> and groan and cry in my soup and... Probably overspilled milk and and just go home and go, okay, it's all over. I'm just go home and die now. No. I'm fighting for those grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fighting for those grandkids. And we're not this this ain't over. Yeah. yeah. You know, when in World War Two, when um when we entered that war in North in Africa, North Africa, up against the the German panzers against Rommel. We had the Sherman tanks. We, we had more tanks than they'd had. But our tanks were far inferior to their tanks, right? Yeah. And so our tanks went into battle. There was like three or four battles we fought with them, and we just got walloped. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. We were living, losing tanks left and right. Our tactics were inferior to theirs. Rommel had far superior tactics. He bet, had better tanks. And our, we'd shoot at their tanks. And be, our rounds would bounce off their tanks. Mm. We finally figured out if we hit their tread, we could knock their tank out. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they could still fire, but they couldn't move. Uh, but we would, we, they were using tank warfare doctrine, <coughs> you know, military mm-hmm. doctrine, that they had, or strategies, tactics that they had made up before the war. And what they failed to do is once they hit the first battle and saw how the Germans were using the tactics they were using, they failed to adjust their tactics 
to engage the Germans in a more effective way. The general mm. that was whoever it was that was in charge kept using the same tactics. <laughs> they kept yep. getting tanks blown up. Yep. Well, they fired that general, brought Patton in. And, of course, we'd been retreating up to that point because yeah. we have getting our tail tucked between our legs and, boom, there we're, go- we're back up and retreat. And <clears throat> Patton came in. Of course, what did he do? We're not giving up another inch of ground. Nope. Matter right. of fact, we're going to advance. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that with inferior tanks? Yeah. Rommel, uh, Patton read Rommel's book. Uh-huh. And Patton knew Rommel's tactics. He knew the tactics of the enemy. He figured them out. And Patton changed his tactics. And he says, well, he, he says, I told him about these tanks, but they wouldn't listen to me, right? He, he wanted yeah, yeah. better tanks. But uh, they thought, oh, the Sherman's a great tank. No, they ran into those Panzers, and that was it, right? So, yeah. so Patton said, we're not, we're not going to run down through the middle of a gully and get shot up again. He hid, his, he hid the tanks, mm-hmm. right? And he waited for the Panzers to come in the next time. And they, and they now just before that battle, uh, the Panzers, after they whooped the Americans pretty bad, they decided they were going to run the the British into the ocean. Mm. You know, they, yeah. uh, we got to go finish the British off, and then we'll go finish off the Americans. That was Rommel's uh, uh, his strategy. So he goes and he starts charging toward the British, where they their lines were, where they were located. <clears throat> Before he could even see where the British were, mm-hmm. see the British figured it out, and they changed their tactics. And in the time that Rama was engaging the Americans, the British brought in these big guns, the big eighty eights and stuff, mm-hmm. with the big shells, and they and they stationed them strategically. And as when the Panthers were coming in to attack them. They started firing those big guns off, and the Panzers took a whopping off of that. Yeah. And uh, Rommel lost about 20% of his tanks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, so, the, so the Germans backed off. They said, okay, this wasn't going to work. So they decided... Let's go. Let's go fight the Americans again. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> so they went back to fight the Americans. They were trying to get get their territory mm-hmm. taken care of, and they felt like they were kind of trapped in between the Americans on one side and, and the British on the other side. Mm-hmm. But they were winning the battles against the Americans. So we'll go. We'll go defeat the Americans first, and then we'll figure out how to deal with the British. Right. Right. Well, <clears throat> before they could do that, Rommel was called back to Germany. Supposedly, he was sick. And they called him back. No, they called him back because he he got he lost so many tanks against the English in that battle. Yeah. So somebody else was in charge. They but they knew Rommel's tactics and they used Rommel's mm-hmm. tactics. And uh, so they go to attack the Americans, and Patton was waiting on him. Mm-hmm. He had it all set up. Yeah. And he changed those tactics, and they won that battle against those Panthers. And because he was smart enough to make adjustments in warfare, mm-hmm. he won. And they drove the Germans out of North North Africa. So it was the opposite of what everybody was thinking. So having superior equipment and having a better position does not mean you're going to win the war. Taking the White House right. one time doesn't mean you're going to win the war. You want a small battle, yeah. but look, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're having a hard time already. I yeah. mean, they're what, first week in, in office? Oh, yeah. And already having a tough time. Yeah, he's getting slammed already for... <laughs> yeah, he's already being impeached. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And uh, the Pentagon, apparently, from uh-huh. what I can see, is not cooperating with him at all. Wow. It doesn't look like they're cooperating with him at all. Yeah. Now, let me give you, give you folks some things, and you do what you want with it, <clears throat> and you can react to it, brother. Sounds good. So, number one, is the first one is that the Pentagon is not cooperating with Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's been coming out. Yeah. Um, the second is um, the fact that he flew to the inauguration in a private jet, not, not, a, not mm-hmm. Air Force One. Yeah. That's suspicious to me. 
very suspicious. The, the inauguration looked like a funeral. Uh-huh. Now, those were Supreme Court justices that swore them in. It was Roberts and uh, Sotin, Sotineo. Yeah. Sot, I can't say her name. Sotmeyer. Anyway, they were both Supreme Court justices. People were saying, who was that lady? Yeah. No, the Supreme Court justice. She was one of the, Supreme Court, she was one of the Supreme Court justices. Uh, now, the fact that they were sworn in, what, 12 minutes early or whatever, that doesn't mean anything. I'm yeah, just, I'm just yeah. going to dispel some of the things that people are thinking. That doesn't mean anything. Um, it, it doesn't matter if they're sworn in early. He still would have become president at afternoon, at 12.01, yeah. if, if it was a legitimate swearing in, which I don't believe it was because you can't swear in a felon. I'll say this till my dying days. Uh-huh. He's a felon because he cooperated with foreign powers in the uh, fixing of an election in our country, and mm-hmm. that is treason. And I think if they draw up uh, yeah. articles of impeachment, it should be for treason. And his vice president, too, both. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's just me. Anyway, so <clears throat> Trump is down in Florida, right? Yep. <clears throat> now, there's a guy named Monkey Works on uh, YouTube, and he does he he what he mm-hmm. does he looks at flights that go all, you know all across the United States and different Europe and different places. He just he tracks flights is what he does. Yeah, and he has all the instrumentation to do it and everything. Um, he was probably like air traffic controller in the military or something like that. I don't know what his background was. He looked like he looks military to me, but. Um, He's he, it's really good. It's fun to watch his channel. He's got great best graphics ever when yeah. you first watch turn his channel on. Right. At the first his channel just I whoever came up with his graphics would just they need that was a, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they should have an award. But anyway, <laughs> um he tracked a C17. Mm-hmm. That's a military aircraft, mm-hmm. cargo carrier, right? right? Troop carrier, cargo carrier. And um <clears throat> it's a big aircraft. That's what they used to, to uh, you know, they could they can haul things in that thing, but they can they also uh, do parachuting out of it. And he tracked a pattern on it one day, and it, it flew out of uh, one of the bases. I can't remember which one, up toward northern Virginia, down uh-huh. to Florida, and then back that same pattern back. Okay, that's kind of unusual, but he didn't make anything of it. Now over top. Of every president, former president's house is like a little ping that mm-hmm. shows you know this is a this is a restricted airspace right over yeah. so right. planes could dro- might fly near that but they're not going to fly over it right right <clears throat> now C seventeen the next day and this happened this week mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of days ago flies out same pattern comes down to Florida. Lands, ping disappears. Hmm. Trump gets on the plane. Now, even if Bush, who's in Texas, gets on the plane, the ping still stays over his house. They're still not going to fly, fly over his house, even if he's like he went to the inauguration and so forth. When Bush went to the inauguration, uh-huh. the ping over his house was still there. Yeah. Even though he was in Washington attending the inauguration. Trump's disappears. Yeah. He gets on the C-17, this is what we think, flies, it lands in North Virginia, and then an hour later, the C-17 takes off again and flies back to its base where it flew out of. And that's it. <laughs> no Donald Trump. Where did he go? And what is he doing? Yeah. That's the question. He's not in Florida right now. And and obviously, he, he's not going to be living in that house if they took the ping away. Yeah. So what's he doing? Where is he? That is a good question. <laughs> now, let me ask you something, brother. Mm-hmm. Why in the world is the flag behind Biden wrinkled? The American flag. Oh, did I tell you? What's that? You forgot to iron it? Forgot to iron it, man. <laughs> <laughs> forgot 
I mean, to. these are these are just things what? that I know they're little things, but these are things that just don't make sense. They're weird. Because um, he doesn't care, brother. I'm sorry, folks. I don't think Biden cares about the United States of America. I think he's just uh, there for his own personal gain and what's going to make his own people, you know, vote for him and go, you know, follow him or whatever he does. <clears throat> I mean, you can tell just by the first 17 uh, executive <laughs> orders that he, that he uh, you know, put into effect. You know, where's oh, that yeah. boat going? Oh, who, yeah. who is he trying to please? Hello? It's not the American people. No, it's not. No, he could care less about he that. He could care less about the American people. Yeah, no. Like, what do you do with those soldiers at the Capitol, bro? Where do they go? Parking garage. The parking garage. Now, they've slept in much worse conditions uh, yes. than that. You know yes, that. Yes, of but, course. But that was that was not any way to honor them. No. You know. I think it was close to 5,000 of them. Yeah. In the and, parking garage. and where did they end up, brother? After that, the Trump Hotel. Oh, the hotel. That's right. Trump that's Hotel right. in Washington. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's Trump right. said, "Put them in the hotel." Yeah. So why? It, what is going on? The Pentagon's not cooperating. I don't know. It is. Kind Trump of weird, disappears. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to me, the flag being furled like that is just <laughs> that's just it's, sloppy. It's you little know? details. And the people, the yeah. people who are supposed to take care of that flag, are supposed to. Have a flag that's not like that. Typically, when you see a wrinkled flag like that, and a lot of people don't know this, it's basically a sign that this is not legitimate or this is not right. Yeah. You know, uh, a little secret. When they put a flag over uh, a coffin of someone, like an elected official somebody, when it's nice and straight and ironed and, you know, it looks really sharp. That person was honest. It, it had integrity. Okay, they were not corrupt. If you ever see a funeral with a flag draped over the the, the coffin mm-hmm. that is wrinkled, that means that person was corrupt. That person had had issues that were never dealt with. Yeah, and that's. They do that at, at at funerals for you know whoever deserves a flag, right? right. They served in their country or right. or police, military, um, head of state, um, you know, elected official, things like that. They get they get flat the American flag. Okay. Notice some are wrinkled, some aren't. If it's wrinkled, that means that the people who were conducting the funeral or maybe people above them were like, no, wrinkle that flag. Yeah. Because this this individual was corrupt and he got, got away with it. Mm. So the wrinkled flag behind Biden is a big red flag to me. I mean it's it's like yeah. bells like alarms are going yeah. off in my head. And who's the people you know? that are gonna notice that right away? Military. Only, only military. Only military. Only people who right? know this stuff. Yeah. 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 And again, yeah. <clears throat> if you know, if he was, if he knew or didn't know about it, or whoever was is was their job to put that flag. I mean, right. they knew. They knew. They knew. They're, they're sending. So, a, they're sending a message. <laughs> they're sending a message. You yeah. Know? They, so, they did that on purpose. They're sending a message. It's those little things yeah. that make you definitely think. Right. Like, Wait a minute. Huh. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I just thought I'd give you that. Yeah. Hey, how about the closing prayer? And uh, you know, part of the uh, you know during the inauguration, like when they did the the. Uh, I couldn't stomach watching <laughs> the whole thing. So you go in ahead. In the let me strong know. of, well, what did he say? In the strong name of our collective faith, Amen, brother. <laughs> I wanted uh, to get your blood boiling a little bit here. In the name, I'm an old man. Of our, you you what if be I, doing that to what me. What if I one of our prayers, bro? And I just go in the name of our collective faith. What is a collective faith, brother? What in the world is a collective faith? I don't even know what that is. What exactly. is that? I guess maybe. Do we have all people of all faith? Maybe all together in one. That would place, be the indication. Right? Yeah, I was going to say. Which, I was going to say yeah. something sarcastic. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Deliberate. Just 
Well, maybe it's faith in the collective. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah. That's what it is. It's it's uh, um, it's um, oh, I can't think of the word. Uh, ecumenic, ecumenism. Ecumenism. Yeah. Yeah. Ecumenical. Yeah, yeah, it's where uh, there's and not only that, there's no name in the collective faith. There's one name above all names, and his name is Yeshua, Jesus. Right. Right. <laughs> Say hello, the Lord, the the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Exactly. The the real ruler of America yes. is Christ, it's not Trump, yeah. and it's not Biden, and it's not right. It's not Harris or anybody else. The real ruler of this country is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the real ruler. That's right. And he determines all things. He determines all things according to his ordination, according to what he ordains right. for his purpose. Yeah. So if we go a month down the road, brother, and we get like a huge surprise, a huge shock across the nation, God ordained it. I'm oh, just yeah. going to leave Most it definitely. there. We'll, we'll just leave it right there on that. Most definitely. God ordained it. So Most that's how definitely. that works. Yep. Yep. And like you said uh, when we started, God has ordained all this to take place. Right. Yeah. And what does he say? He said, what does he say in Romans 8.28? I always go back to Romans 8.28. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All things work together for good to those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. That's right. The called. Not mm-hmm. just called. The called. Right. A specific people called to his purpose. Amen. Right? Amen. Well, that means all things includes evil. And so even evil, even an evil administration in office, even when they're trying to destroy our country, even when it's a hostile takeover of our Uh government, which I believe this is, because Trump won that election, that will work toward good because God has ordained it that way for that purpose. When Babylon went down and took Israel in 586 B.C., Um, basically, God wiped out the swamp, if you want to look at it that way, in Israel. Those who were um, corrupting Israel got wiped out. But the remnant, God kept the remnant, Mm -hmm. his people, brought them into Babylon and actually gave them really good living conditions when they got into Babylon. A lot of people don't don't know that. The Babylon, Babylonians actually treated them really, really good yeah. when they brought them into uh, Nineveh, into, right. into Babylon. And so uh, they prospered for a period of time. It was like 400 years mm-hmm. in Babylon. Mm-hmm. And then Cyrus came along and Cyrus said, let's rebuild the temple. Let's do this. I said, Cyrus was the one, after the Persians had taken the Babylonians, mm-hmm. The Babylonians thought they were impenetrable, just like the globalists think they're impenetrable, yeah, right? right. But Cyrus, the, when the Persians came along to invade Babylon, they they knew they couldn't penetrate those walls. The walls of Babylon were world famous. Nobody could penetrate those walls. But you know what they had, brother? They had water running through a, a pipeline mm. or through a through a gully in mm-hmm. the wall. So you know it was just you had the, the wall, you had the wall, water completely filling in that entire hole of the wall so you you know you weren't going to swim in. You because right. you, you and you wouldn't be able to hold your breath long enough to get through the wall mm. because it was too too thick. Right. And so they knew, okay, we got this. So they got the water going in, flowing in so that Water could go into the city. Everything they needed was in the city. They did their agriculture inside the city, not outside the city walls. Uh Brilliant. I mean, they were brilliant how they did that. But so were the Persians when they came along. Yeah. And they said, how are we going to penetrate Babylon or Nineveh, the walls? Mm. You know what they did, brother? Tell me, brother. They built the dam. Mm. Dammed up the water. Yeah. 
and walked in on dry ground <laughs> through that hole in the wall and took the city. While the Babylonians, remember yeah. the story of Belshazzar and That's right. the That's hand writing right. on the hand came right on the wall, on the wall saying, "Your right. kingdom is wanting, and it's your kingdom's <laughs> going to be taken from you tonight." Yeah. That's the night that the Persians dammed up that river, walked in, and took Babylon. Now, folks, when you think it's hopeless, God does His greatest work. That's right, and. The the impenetrable, what appears to us to be impenetrable, the walls of corruption, the walls of the swamp of Washington, D.C., appear like, you, you feel like there's no hope. No, there's hope. There's a Cyrus. And Cyrus is going to take that city. God, Cyrus is going to take down the corruption in that city. God has his Cyruses. And God, ha- God is perfectly capable mm-hmm. of taking that whole system down anytime mm-hmm. God feels like taking it down. Yeah. God is using it for his purpose right now. Yeah. God is using it for his purpose right, right now. But God will take that system down in his timing and in his way. Mm-hmm. And it could, be a whole, it could be a month from now. It could be four years from now. We don't know. God's timing, That's right. but he'll take that system down. God can use Osiris. Mm-hmm. God can use anything he wants to do what he has ordained to be done. Amen. And the point is, is that we, if we're losing hope, we have our eyes on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to work it ourselves, figure it out ourselves in our own energy we're looking at what the results can be. Oh, my goodness, he's signing these executive orders. All these things are happening. And so what? Yeah. You don't think God can't deal with that? You don't <laughs> think God can't take care of the remnant? You don't think God can't walk us through the fire? Like... Uh, like the the three Hebrews that you know, thrown into the fire. That's right. Before uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, hey, exactly. He can say, walk us through the fire, right? In the midst of a fire, right? Their fate was still on their Lord, on their God, right? And guess what? He still maintained. He sustained them, right? And here's the thing: even when we walk into death, uh-huh. what our re- morning reading, one of the things was Psalm 23. Even though I walked in the shadow of the valley of death. You're with me, right? Even when we walk into death, he's walking into death with us when we are his, when we are when we are a believer in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we have repented of our sins and trust in him alone, through faith alone, grace alone, and Christ alone for our salvation, and there's been a regeneration in our heart, God is with us no matter what. We're looking at circumstances, just like the Israelites did. Yeah. Stop looking at circumstances. Start looking at who God is. We've got to remember who God is and what That's he's right. capable of doing. That's and right. he's not always going to make life easy for us. Mm-hmm. He's not always going to make life easy for us. Sometimes we have to go through the fire. But you know what? Charge through that fire with a sword in your hand. Yeah. Right. And take down a, f- a few demons along the way. You know, I mean, really, that's that's our, should be our attitude. Yeah. Well, rather than throwing our hands up and giving up, this is a time we rally the troops. Oh, yeah. And give the rally cry. Oh, yeah. You know, that rebel yeah. yell, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and we, we go to battle. The, the Patton was facing... An insurmountable enemy, mm-hmm. and yet he rallied the troops. Yeah. When Washington crossed the Delaware, he had a shell of his former army. I mean, he had a few men left that were faithful to him. But he changed his tactics, and he said, and they, on a prayer and changed tactics, they were able to cross the Delaware and take on Haitian mercenary soldiers. Mm-hmm. 
and defeat them. And that gave, you know what that was about? That wasn't about some great victory. That was about rallying the troops. Mm -hmm. That was about saying, look, we can win this if we... If we come together and renew ourselves in the fight, we can beat these guys. Right. And they beat them and sent them off shore, right? They, 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 mm-hmm. Cornwall, Cornwallis was sent right. off, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the British left. Now, do you think the British just went home and sulked in their soup? <laughs> they were. They went home and started strategizing, right? Oh yeah, they went back the to the generals. The, yeah. They were generals were getting together and saying, "How can we take those colonies?" Uh-huh. And what was the result? The War of eighteen twelve. They yeah. came back. <laughs> Just because you win one war, one victory doesn't mean you're not going to have to fight another one. That's exactly true. And they took the White House and they burned the White House. Yeah. And they took it down, and once again, it looked hopeless. But on a prayer and on good strategy and on gumption, I mean, just pure guts, Mm -hmm. the colonies beat the British again and sent them offshore. So sometimes you have to keep fighting. And here's the thing. The war was declared over. Mm -hmm. You know who didn't get the word? (laughs) Andrew Jackson. Jackson. You know who else didn't get the word? The British down in New Orleans with their ships getting ready to invade New Orleans. Yeah. They thought the war was still on. You know who whooped the British down in New Orleans? <laughs> Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yep. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. I think that's why Trump liked Andrew Jackson so much. Yeah. That, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is Andrew Jackson took down the World Bank. Mm-hmm. He took down what was called the Bank of America back then. I think yeah. it was the Bank of America. It's the same thing as the Federal Reserve today. Right. And he took down that private bank that was basically taking over the country. Mm-hmm. And so Trump, that was a big thing for Trump. And that was Trump's thing. The whole thing of Trump's presidency, and a lot of people don't see this, is he wanted to take down the Federal Reserve. Yeah. He wanted to take that thing down and give the wealth back to the people, not to the globalists who have been enslaving people, yeah. not to the globalists who have been uh, heavily involved in human trafficking, pedophilia, and all kinds of horrible, evil, nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Trump was working to take that down. And you know what? They were knocked back on their heels. Yeah. They really were. The reason they looked like a funeral at the inauguration, they knew they had lost serious ground. Mm-hmm. Trump had pretty much close to dismantled the, the Fed yeah. while he was in office. And they knew they lost serious ground. They're not happy about it. They're really, they're really upset about it. And they're fighting to get it back. They know they've lost a lot of ground. We, we think we lost. They lost. They might have taken the White House, but so what? We had a red wave all the way across the country and took local elections all the way across the country. And here's another thing. When they looked at the actual real votes, the tally is, according to what I'm hearing, 49 states went for Trump, including California. He flipped California in the real votes. Mm-hmm. And only one that didn't go for him was New York. Why? New York is the center of the financial world, yeah. and they're tied in with the world, with the Fed, with the Feds, yeah. with the World Bank. So they didn't like Trump. They knew what Trump was doing. They didn't like him for that. So what happened is, the whole rest of the country voted Trump. The entire yeah. country voted Trump, other than New York. Yeah. And so he. Now, everybody talks about 2024. No, 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 folks. Forget 2024. We don't wait till 2024 to start fighting. And Trump's not going to come back 2024. He'll be too old. He's older, right? I know he's in great shape, but he'll be older. No, Trump is not waiting until 2024. He's starting now to fight. He's fighting now. He's off doing something. He's scheming. He's not he he he's not stopping. He's scheming. No. He know he he knows he won that election. They're going to figure out how to take that that uh, administration down. Biden's administration. They're going to. I guarantee you. You know how they're trick, trickling out these documents. Mm-hmm. They are going to expose all of the voter fraud yeah. to the American people, 
And they're going to, uh, I think they're working on doing it in a way that the entire country understands mm-hmm. what happened. And I think they're doing it in such a way, but by the time they release this information, their entire country is going to be, uh, be pretty fed up with Biden. Because mm-hmm. Biden is really doing things to damage the country already. So a lot, of, a lot of people are already turning against him. Antifa was <laughs> They attacked the Democrat uh, uh, headquarters in what, Seattle? Yeah. They, yeah. They, they said, no Biden. Yeah. We don't like Biden. <laughs> you know, even Antifa don't like him. Yeah. So, I mean, the perfect storm is coming oh, on yeah. this. Oh, yeah. So, folks, don't, don't lose hope. Amen. Keep fighting. That's right. So, uh, but keep fighting in the Lord. And we need to fight in our churches. We need to make sure that we stay focused on Christ. I know politics is important. I know that we have to look at it. I know we have to be involved in it because that God's kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, mm-hmm. but that spiritual kingdom is supposed to permeate the entire world and the entire world's governments. Yeah. What, what God wanted us to do in the Great Commission was not only to present the gospel, but to rule in government. Mm-hmm. In the first, first century... The uh, Christians were taking it, man. They were they were getting hammered. Nero was oh, uh, he was yeah, horrible. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. I mean, the, the 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 martyrs and so forth. You, you know, by the third century, you know who owned Rome? <laughs> the Christians. Christians did. That's right. Persecution didn't stop Christianity. It caused Christianity to grow like wildfire. People all over the world have rallied for Trump. Why? They understand what he was doing. He was fighting the corruption in government. He, was, he couldn't be bought. He couldn't be bribed. He couldn't be corrupted. He couldn't be tainted. And the people around the world love that because they're sick of their governments dealing with all that too. Everybody's sick of the corruption in governments. And I believe that this, the, the movement he keeps talking about, and we will be back in some form, listen to his speeches. What is being said is, we're going to take down all this corruption in these governments. Yeah. It's coming down. And I believe that the, the, one of the things that they fear the most, this little small group of elites that think they can rule over the entire world, yeah. The thing they fear the most is popular uprising. Yeah. And especially popular uprising based upon Christian principles. Mm-hmm. That is their greatest fear. That's why it looked like a funeral at Biden's inauguration. They knew what they were up against. Mm-hmm. They're up against a force that I think they understand our power and our ability to take them down more than we understand mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. We'll take them down. Oh, yeah. But the elections are rigged. You, you hit them where they're not looking, and they're not looking at the local elections. Mm-hmm. We take over, completely take over all of the, the lower magistrates, the county seats, the mayorships, the, the city councils, all of that. We take that over all across the country. We take that. We've got the country. Oh, yeah. Because the lower magistrate can resist the upper magistrate. Mm-hmm. Look at the sanctuary cities. Look at uh, the marijuana laws, you know, the, 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 how the states resisted the federal government when it comes to the marijuana laws. Now, that's not something that's righteous, but it demonstrates to us that lower magistrates do have the ability to fight corru- the, the corruption coming down toward them from the higher ups. So if we take the lower magistrates and we hold them with integrity and honesty and 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 good moral godly character mm-hmm. and we can't be bought and we can't be bribed and we can't the Chinese can't come in and play their little tricks like they normally do, it won't work. We've got the country. Yeah. And that'll grow. We'll take down that entire system. God is doing his work, but he's doing it his way. So we need to take heart and uh, be strong in this. Amen. You know, that if the conspiracy theories are right, then, hey, awesome. Trump takes them down in a month or so, mm-hmm. right? That's right. If they're not right, because nobody can predict these things, 
then we take them down in God's timing. But we will take them down. Yeah. It will happen. <laughs> That's my it, belief. Good stuff. Good stuff. Folks, stay strong. Stand up on the truth of the word of God. Endure. I mean, this is this shouldn't be anything new to us, right? No. Be, we, uh, we get into the word even more. We abide in Christ even more. And we fight, man. We fight. Stay encouraged, folks. Stay, exactly. Stay encouraged. For, number one, take care of your family, number one. Number two, well, I, let me, no, I'll do this way. Number one, take care of your relationship with Christ, number one. Amen. Take care of your family, okay? Take care of your work. Work honestly, mm-hmm. integrity, you know, do good jobs. Um, handle your finances smartly. Yeah. Don't let the deep state and the World Bank enslave you with debt and interest and we're funding them through credit card interest. We're funding them through loans. Now, mortgages are okay. Mortgages are okay. But this other stuff, all this other debt, no. Get rid of it. We are funding these people through that debt, through all that interest payment. It's going to, that, to the World Bank. It's going to the Fed. It's going to the people that are trying to take us down. Mm-hmm. So stop funding them. Change the way you think about finances. Get on a biblical financial plan. Do a budget and only spend what you have. And build money up in, the, in your savings and in money market accounts and in your 401ks and so forth. Build your money up and you become the power broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be done. Read Everyday Millionaires by Chris Hogan. That book will inspire you. Now, um, so these are things we can do. And take the lower magistrate and hold it. And it, when the Patriot Party comes out, they're starting to roll out the Patriot Party. <laughs> as soon as it hits California and I can, I can sign up, I'm signing up. Good stuff. I'm going to the Patriot Party. We got to take this country back in a godly manner Back to the original Constitution, not the one of 1861, where the Federal Reserve, in my opinion, had a hostile takeover of this nation. Big time. Right? And this is what Trump was trying to take down. He was trying to take down that hostile takeover. You notice the gold around the flag, right? Yeah. uh, Around the American flag. That means that's a symbol that we are at war. It's a maritime and a, uh, not just maritime, but also... Uh, land-based, war declaration that we're at war. Mm. We've been at war against a hostile power for a long time. And since you know, 9-11, that war has never been undeclared. We're still at war in the war of terrorism. There's a number of things we're at war with. But right now, we have a big problem with China. We have a big problem with the global elites. We have a big problem with cyber warfare um, it's a new warfare, a new day, a different century with higher technology. We have to change our tactics and get good at that warfare. And the thing that Trump did with those generals that were working with him, they changed the tactics. And these tactics are working, and they're taking these people down, and we don't see it, but they do. And these people, they, look, they go to an inauguration looking like a funeral because they know their days are numbered. Yeah. Biden is the weakest president already that I've ever seen. Yeah. Approval rating is like 48%. Yeah. He can't get the military to do anything he wants them to do. He's totally inept. Yeah. He's pretty gutless. Now, I one think. more thing. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. Throw it out there. Because I... <laughs> I, I don't mind getting myself into trouble. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't fear that stuff. <laughs> Why are they trying to impeach Trump if he's not the president? You know why, right? Because they're, they're trying to stop him from ever running again. That won't work. You know, or they're trying to. They, they're, um, that's oh. like them trying to impeach you, me. Yeah, or they're trying to deny those benefits that they get us. You know, once they. Finish their terms of too late. President. He's a civilian now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't exactly. work. It doesn't work that way. They're no. Adamant. Well, they they're trying to pitch because they hate him. <laughs> Whatever they can do to to demolish his character, uh, destroy it. Don't you think? Nope. Okay, tell us. I All don't. Right. I don't. I don't think it, that's it. 
right, I don't think they'd waste their time with it if if they didn't know something we don't know. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. All right. Leave us with a thought hanging. All right. Yep. 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 Think on that one. I mean, if he's not if he's not president, why impeach him? Yeah. Why did he fly out on a yeah. military aircraft from his house in Mario Largo? Yeah. When former presidents are not supposed to take military aircraft. Yeah. They take regular commercial flight or they take a regular like a Learjet or something like that. Secret Service provided. They don't military is not provided to former presidents. It's provided to presidents. But Biden can't get anything out of the Pentagon, and they go pick Trump up and for, in, a, in a C-17 military aircraft and fly him someplace, and we don't know where he is. I'll leave it at that. I, you guys make sense of that. I don't. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to tell you what to think. I'm just giving you the facts. <laughs> Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Think about that. So, All right. Here we go. I'm pretty much it for me. Bro. All right. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much, bro. Appreciate yep. your thoughts always. And uh, folks, keep your head up. Keep marching forward. Abide in Christ. Hey, and not only that, encourage yourself. Be in hope. Again, the Lord is working these things for our good. And the church is going to be victorious. It is victorious already. It's not victorious. It, it is victorious. It always we has just, been. I don't know. For some reason, we live like it's not. We live like the kingdom of God <laughs> is not here yet. We're waiting for that coming of uh, the you know God's kingdom when it's like here it's spiritual it's in us right mm-hmm. so that's all I got to right. say bro other than that so I'll leave it, I'll leave it with this and then uh, then we'll close it out <clears throat> um, I'm gonna read a couple psalms read them brother blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners nor mm. sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Mm. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Mm. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Why do the heathen rage? The people imagine vain thing. The, the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord. Mm. That's what they do. It's not against just us. It's against the Lord. Yes. And against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Sound familiar? <laughs> he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. God's laughing at them right now. Because he knows what's coming. They don't. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Talking about the incarnation of Jesus Christ. That's right. Ask me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. That's salvation. When we heathens come to Christ, that's what that's talking about. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession, that's his kingdom spreading throughout the earth, and we rule over the earth, folks, as believers. That's what that's saying. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. There's that potter's vessel again, right out of (laughs) Romans 9, right? Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. That's instruction to those who want corruption. You better kiss the son, or you're going to get his wrath. And ye perish from the way. They'll perish. They need to repent. When his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they to put their trust in Him. We're blessed because we put our trust in Him. Praise the Lord, someone. So, remember folks, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. We'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen 
to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, I wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to just thank uh, our church, uh, our friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. Uh, we want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us. And uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. That we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. Stay